Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. I'm so excited you've tuned in for episode 91, Peace for the Holidays, our fourth segment in the Advent series. Just one of the many Advent series going on in Soul H2O Ministries. We've got the blog with Soul H2O Christmas devotions and weekly Wednesday Advent talks on Instagram. And there's also an online video devotional called Christmas Crackers, Expecting good gifts that you can watch on my YouTube channel. However you like content, reading, listening, or watching, we've got your Christmas inspiration covered. For those of you who might be facing an imperfect change-charge Christmas this year, like our family, and feeling a little anxious about the season of cheer, here's a show to encourage you how God can turn things around and bring peace on earth, or more importantly, in your heart. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment and use them every day for your personal daily devotions so that you can quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 91. After the first music pick, Christmas Is by Francesca Battistelli, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion so you can get refreshed. It was the second Christmas after my divorce, but the first out of our family home. The kids and I were living in a rented cottage at our church camp, and due to the struggles in their relationship, I knew they wouldn't be seeing their father or his family. And the Christmas before that had been a nightmare. Nothing was the same. But for the first time in a long time, I knew it would be peaceful. I worried, how could I make this Christmas special? There was no room for our nine-foot Christmas tree decked out in holiday splendor. It was packed away in the storage unit with all our other familiar things. On top of this, I had started dating Todd, and we knew we wanted to get married soon, so we felt it was time to begin celebrating the holidays together. I knew it would be hard for all of the kids. Mine, who had everything turned upside down, they were living way out of their familiar surroundings, and Todd's kids, who had to open up their family traditions, to three more they probably weren't sure they wanted there. Not a situation for the cowardly, but I was bent and determined to do my best to make it a Christmas all the kids would love to remember. Celebration started off with joining Todd's family at their annual Sudstall Christmas party put on by his mom, Bevy. I was worried how the extended family might treat us. Would they accept us and make us welcome, or would we get the cold shoulder and end up sitting in a corner alone? If I was concerned about this, I could only imagine what it was like for my kids. In true bevy fashion, there were lots of food and games galore. The suds and stalls all made us feel so welcomed and a part of the family. We felt like we came home with all the games. I had always played lots of board games and loved birthday parties so I could put my youth pastor games to good use for my kids. My kids, Todd's kids, and the cousins-to-be laughed all night long. Back at Todd's house, we had our first Christmas as the amalgamation of a family. I'll never forget how my stepson-to-be responded to his gift from us, reportedly his best Christmas gift ever, thanks to Shelby knowing him so well. 
Todd was just as concerned as I was about the Christmas being special for the kids and had such thoughtful gifts for everyone. He really made it fun and how he loved on me brought a certain comfort level for my kids to know their mom was being cared for. The kids and I left Todd's for the long drive back to the little cottage. My kids were in special form, being silly and having fun, even acting out the Christmas story for me. We laughed as we wrapped more gifts. Then we went to my parents and slept over with my sister's family. There were a few emotional times, but we worked our way through them. What started with the potential for a disastrous, depressing Christmas turned out to be one of the best ever. Contrary to my fears and concerns, that Christmas turned out to be amazing. If I would have given in to the anxiety, we would have missed out on a great new beginning. There's no manual on how to join two families. I'm sure we didn't do everything the right way because I don't think there is a right way to blend a family, but we did the best we knew how. I know it's never God's original intent, but I'm thankful that God works all things out for our good and allows second chances at love, real love, and gives us more family to embrace. The kids are older now, some starting to make new traditions of their own, but we still get together, celebrating as this new family hybrid has become our norm and one of the most wonderful times of the year, before COVID. It's taken us years and many bumps in the road to get here, but I feel we've transitioned from an awkward, not knowing how to mix group into a loving, accepting, warm family unit. Not perfect because, let's face it, whose family is perfect? Not perfect, but perfectly ours. I love when the house is filled with our kids and Todd's even accepted having animals in the home, something his kids never thought was possible. We'll be having meals together, playing games and watching movies. It's really a wonderful time, but this is the first year my kids and Todd's kids won't be here at the same time. Sadly, work schedules are messing up our traditions. My son and his fiance won't even be able to come to our house. Because of the pandemic, they haven't been here for a visit since 2019. Thankfully, we will get to see them at my parents' dinner. Not the Christmas any mama wants, but pretty normal for a lot of people during another COVID Christmas, and maybe it is for yours too. My advice for those wanting to experience peace and joy this Christmas while facing an imperfect change-charge Christmas is to be brave. The reason why you can be brave is solidly based in the reason you celebrate Christmas. Peace is possible this Christmas and always because God is with you. Matthew 1, to 23 says, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken to the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will be with a child and will bear a son and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Jesus was the fulfillment of the promise this verse in Matthew was quoting from Isaiah 7:14 that said, "Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and he will call him Emmanuel." Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. If you let him, he can be God with you. There is nothing you face without his presence, power, and love. In practical ways, change or if needed, lower your expectations. Try to follow as many traditions as you can, but make some new ones. Add in a few Christmas games to increase that holiday cheer. Think positively. 
reject fear, and doomsday thinking. Lighten up, plan some fun, expect some issues, but be ready to show grace. Love lots and enjoy every blessing on your way to the good times. Growing up, my mom would always tell me, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And just the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you, who are going to inspire you, and who are going to help you through your life. And I think that's good company. And I hope that this show brings that to, to those who are listening. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Facing an imperfect, change-charged Christmas can often lead your heart to worry. To help you not worry, let's take a look at the Christmas story and see how Jesus became the Prince of Peace and how he desires to be your Prince of Peace. My goal for this show is that you would not let the world steal away from a peaceful Christmas, a peaceful mind or life, and that you would reject worry and choose peace this Christmas and always. God started leaking out the promise of a coming Prince of Peace back in the Old Testament when he prophesied through the prophet Isaiah and said, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You can find that verse in Isaiah 9 verse 6. And then there was this prophetic declaration right before Jesus' birth. In Luke 1, 76-79, Zechariah prophesied about his son, John the Baptist, and about the Messiah. He said, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord and prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Zachariah's words explained how John the Baptist would point the way to the Messiah and guide people into the path of peace through the person of Jesus, the Messiah. My friend Claudia Romundo only moved to Canada when she was about six or eight years old. Claudia is actually a certified translator and has worked for our government on projects to put English documents into Spanish or vice versa. Even with all her training, when we're talking, it seems there always comes to this point when she'll say, uh, how do you say this in English? And sometimes she says there's really no way to translate a word or phrase into English. So she paints me a picture with her words as to what it means. Sometimes it's just difficult to translate words from one language to another. And this word for peace in Isaiah 9 verse 6 is shalom. This is one of those lost in translation words. All of our Bibles translate this word shalom to say peace, but there really isn't just one word that aptly defines it. Shalom can be defined as well, happy, friendly, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, good health, peace, peaceable, peaceably, prosper, prosperity, prosperous, quiet, tranquility, contentment, rest, safe, safety, salute, welfare, well, holy. 
Do you see how translating shalom as just peace falls short of the original intent of what Isaiah was trying to convey? Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but he came to bring much more than what our word peace means. Much, much more. In our modern language, I think holistically healthy and peaceful would be a great way to describe this little word shalom. In Luke 2, verses 8 to 14, the angels proclaimed to the shepherds how the Messiah would bring peace on earth for all men when they say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. But they weren't talking about the airy fairy beauty pageant wish for world peace, but boots to the ground, reality ready, peace that doesn't mean you won't have difficult circumstances, but that God's presence, Emmanuel, God with us, would bring peace in the midst of chaos, loneliness, and hurt. Jesus knew what it was like to go through hard times when he faced complete distress. In the Garden of Eden, before his crucifixion, Jesus was under so much anguish that he sweated drops of blood, which we know is medically possible when someone is that stressed out. The issue isn't that Jesus stressed this much, but that he didn't stay there. Through prayer, Jesus released this toxic stress and put his faith in the Father amidst the most difficult of circumstances. As you read the account of Jesus' trial and crucifixion, you don't see a man in worry, fear, or distress. He seems unrealistically calm and peaceful, not allowing the difficulties of life to steal the peace in his heart and mind. Jesus got to the place of peace through struggle so he could fully become your Prince of Peace. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Jesus understands what you feel. Hebrews confirms that he is familiar with your struggles in life, but thankfully, Jesus didn't just keep this peace to himself. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And in John 16, 33, Jesus told the disciples about how they were going to struggle, but to not make them feel bad about themselves and to not worry about the future, he said to them, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. As Jesus was trying to explain how he was leaving the disciples, actually leaving the earth, and that times would get really tough for the believers, he promises that he was giving them his peace. 
Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is peace. And he's saying here that he was leaving a part of himself in the form of the Holy Spirit who would come to live inside of believers. If you're a believer today, his peace is still available for you, already inside of you to help you face the realities of life, even during the issues that Christmas gatherings can bring. Romans 12 verse 18 says, If it is possible... As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This Christmas, do the best you can to live at peace with as many people as you can, and then do not stress about those you cannot. So, if you want to know how to face an imperfect, change-charge Christmas, in prayer, let the worry out but refuse to let that worry stay, and then apply Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to your heart and let His peace rule in your hearts and minds this Christmas. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for Episode 91 of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Peace for the Holidays, our fourth segment in the Advent series. Just one of the many Advent series going on in Soul H2O Ministries. We've got the blog with Soul H2O Christmas devotions and weekly Advent talks on Instagram for you to view. Don't forget about the YouTube channel and the Christmas Crackers Expecting Good Gifts online Bible study that you can watch. However you like content, reading, listening, or watching, we've got you covered with Christmas inspiration. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and links to all of the Soul H2O Ministries Advent Inspiration offerings. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 91. I hope you'll share this episode with your family and friends. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week, our last Advent Series episode, Christ for the Holidays, with award-winning Christian recording artist, worship leader, and author, Brooke Nichols. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed this holiday season. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.